Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you are sending us your perfect word, your perfect word, your perfect word, your perfect word. In the mighty name of Jesus, make a demand and tell him, Lord, I don't want to remain the same. I don't want to remain the same. I desire your touch. I desire your touch in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me not remain the same. Do not let me go the way that I came today. Do not let me go the way I came today. Do not let me go the way I came today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We thank God for the privilege to be here this evening and right in his presence. It is the best place to be in. David understood that reality. Thereby he said, even if you be a watchman at the doorpost of the Lord's house, it was enough for him. And you see that through his desire expressed in scripture. For instance, Psalm 63, in verse 1, you see David is desperate for the presence of God. Whereby he says, he goes on to say that my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you. In the dry and willy land. So the 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 the, 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 the message that was given to us this evening, it is coming from from Psalms sixty verse three, whereby the topic says that the nations shall come to your light, and I think that is a New Living Translation that says that. But let us read our theme scripture this. Evening, that is Isaiah 60, verse 3. And the nations shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. I, I would request we take a reading from verse 1. It is a command, it is an instruction. That starts by saying, arise, comma, shine, two instructions. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And it goes on to say, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you arise shine then it goes on to tell us the procession that the nations shall come to the light and the kings to the brightness of your rising this evening the lord will be speaking to us in line with with this message here and we understand that the message that we have in this season is pertaining the glory of the lord the church of Christ and the end time church was designed to flow 
in high dimensions of the glory of the Lord. And that is scriptural concerning the end time church. It is a glorious church that the glory of the latter church will be greater than the glory of the former. And we see that in Haggai 2 5. And he went on to express the same thing in Numbers 14 21, whereby he says, As long as I live, the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And in Habakkuk 2.14, we see the same thing, that the glory of the Lord for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, just like as the water covers the sea. Same expression in Romans 8.19, whereby we see that the glory of the sons is what the creation is waiting for. So the scripture says that the creation is groaning and desiring for the earnest, for the earnest appearing of the true sons of God. That means the true sons of God are they that are carriers of the glory. So the church was designed to be the carrier of the glory of the Lord, an embodiment of the glory of the Lord. That means where you find the church, you must find the glory of the Lord there. And that means if the glory is missing, that means certain things are not in place. And this is a trumpet that Isaiah the prophet begins to roar and to blow by the Spirit of the Lord in verse 1 by saying, I rise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And I want us to understand that the glory of the Lord is upon the church and the Lord is welcoming us into this kind of glory. Yes, it is a glorious church. That is the destination. But then we have to pay what it takes for us to come into this glory here. It has not just come. That's why there is a path, a rise, shame. Before we talk about the nations that are coming to our light, what is compelling the nations to come to our light? It is talking about nation here, not people. But what is this compelling force that is dragging a people to come to the light? They are coming to the light, not any other thing. That means if it is not light, the nations cannot gravitate. There is that which the Lord laid up for the Christian by calling us the light of the world and saying, so let your light shine before men that they may glorify the Father. Your light to shine before men. So briefly, we understand what it means to be a light because the nations are coming to the light. So understand what it what what the Lord is meaning by saying the nations will come to our light. So the emphasis has to be the light such that the nations will come. And this is in reference with the end time church. The Lord has too much to accomplish with the church. And the church is having too much to accomplish. We have not fully stepped into the mandate which the Lord gave us. There is a mandate that as all saints cathedral is having 
And that is going to be impossible without the manifestation of the glory of God. So it is beyond confession. We must tap into it. And before we see glory, there is darkness. There is a season of darkness. First, that's why he has told us in the verse to behold darkness. See that darkness. Perceive that darkness is covering the earth and thick darkness, the people. Why is it that it is darkness covering the earth and it is thick darkness covering the people? Is This is what happens to us. Is that people love what is dark. People love what is evil compared to what is right. So giving themselves to the evil. And this is the season we are in. Now before we see the glory of the Lord, there will have to be a shaking fast of what is what is going to stop the manifestation of the glory of the Lord. So throughout scripture, we see that the Lord was saying, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. Everywhere you see light appearing, darkness vanishes. Even if it is small light, there is darkness that will vanish. And this is exactly what the Lord is trying to say in Scripture, that our appearance, darkness must vanish. Our appearance, darkness must be no more. Darkness that is in the world, the government, the church itself, there shouldn't be really darkness lavaging in our midst. There shouldn't be encroachment of darkness where there is light. So that means the more dark it is becoming, the more the, the more burning we must become. Is a desire that the Lord, the intention for the church is to be a glorious church, a church whereby transformation is found. That when the pull of the say that people go there, there is transformation. There is healing. A place whereby there is mercy of the Lord fall. So let's see. I've said one of the things that is mandated for the end time church. It is the, the, the submission of territories to the glory of the Lord. The submission of territories to the glory of the Lord. That's one of the things that must happen to the church. Its influence shouldn't be in a building. The work of God was not designed to be in a building and to be with the people. The work of the church is not done yet if its influence has not spread to the people. So it means it is a tool. The church is a tool. It is, it is God's method of extending his influence to the face of the earth. So where there is a church, it is an embassy of the Lord's influence, extension of the Lord's influence to the face of the earth. So in the season of the glory, one of the things that we must see is the gross influence of the glory of the Lord upon cities, upon territories. And this does not need to be very many people. The Lord has wrote history with men throughout scripture. He has been writing his work with a few of his men. 
So that means if we are going to see submission of cities, submission of territories, we must treasure the reality that we must become the true light, the true light. Let's read that scripture. There is something that was spoken concerning John the Baptist. And I'm going to, to read the book of John. The book of John chapter 1. And we are going to read from verse 6. There was a man sent from God. I want you to mark that. There was a man sent from God. Whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. The same came, the same man released from God. There is no mutation there. What is just happening apparently in the church, there is degradation of many things. And that's one thing that we have to come out. There is, there is no strength the church is going to carry with the stomaching sin, with the, with the stomaching iniquity. So this man, John, had been prepared. John was prepared first to become a light, which means the Lord has to work on you. It is God who lights men, is the source of light. So the church cannot get light elsewhere except submitting to the head who is Christ. So submission to the source of light and says the same came for a witness to bear the, the witness of the light that all men, all men may believe in him. Okay, let's go to eight. And he was not the light, but was sent to bear the witness of the light. Now, I want you to understand, he's not saying John was the light, but he's saying he came to bear witness. Now, this is where the issue, when you hear scripture saying, no man can share the glory of the Lord, the Lord, and the Lord means it. He cannot share his glory with another. When he sends us for a witness, we must stay within the marching orders that he has sent us with. They shouldn't be sharing his glory. So he says now he came to bear witness to the light. And this is one thing that the Lord calls the church. We are witnesses. We are witnesses. And you see what Paul said, that the Lord cannot leave himself without a witness. And he told the disciples in Acts 1.8 that you receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you become witness, witness after you have received the one who lights the light that is within. And that is the spirit of the living God. So he's saying you become witnesses, not that you are, but you become. That means the tool for true witness is power. And that is the glory of God. 
the article of our witness. It shouldn't be a, a glorious church. That's not witness. It is vain sacrifice and the work of man. But the design is that we have to witness uh, with respect to the power of God. But he told them to Ganditari. The power they received by becoming children of God is very different from that one of witnessing. Those are different things. This is, this is authority to witness to territories. I want you to understand the context in which the Lord is speaking. He's saying, you become witnesses to me in Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem. These were valleys of scattered places that they couldn't just go without power. The church was designed to be a power-packed church, a glory-filled church. So in verse 8, and he was, no, sorry, in verse 9, now this is what I say, that we have to be true light. If there will be the glory of the Lord manifested, we have to be a true light. And that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world which means every man that came into the world is a representative of a certain measure of the light of god and by this we are talking about the dimensions of god the dimensions that are in god that was the true light that was that that he came to bear he came to bear, and the scriptures told you in verse 7, that all men through him might believe. Through who? Through John. Through John. They made believe. That's what was causing them to believe. But the days John was spending in the wilderness, these people were not there. The Lord was working on me, on him. And the scripture tells you that the spirit of, the, of a man is a candle of the Lord. Is a candle of the Lord. Number one, I've said it is meant to be a true light. But let's see the Lord's testimony that he went on to make concerning John. The Lord made many testimonies concerning John. And this is something that I want us to emulate. That with one man, the Lord can reach out to a territory. That with one man, the Lord can reach out to a people. You, 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 you ask yourself, why, why did God not involve many people in the Gideon's battle? Is that men would take credit on themselves that we won this battle by our own self. But the principle was, even when there were many, the Lord was reducing them. Is that the Lord want us to behold him till we are changed. Beholding him till we are changed. If we are going to see glory, if the nations will come to the light, then there has to be a price to be paid. There is darkness that we have to leave. We cannot serve on the altar of God and serve on the altar of the devil. Yes, we, we have to choose which side to stand, which is on the Lord's side. If I will choose the Lord's side, then he will light me up. He will light me up. The insurance comes in when the church starts to fight things that it doesn't understand. That God wants to bring a certain dimension in the cathedral, wants to bring a certain dimension to a people. And with our ignorance, with our minds darkened, we start to fight what the Lord is doing.
We are developed people saying the nations will come to, to our light. We are developed people saying the glory of the Lord. But when the glory starts to manifest, you see everyone saying, no, we cannot have that in the church. Then why are we wasting our prayers? Why, why are the intercessors pray? If what we want is the glory, then it will not come the way we want. It comes the way God wants it. It means where we are going to have religion will not have the glory of God. Protocols that all we must do things like this. We are going to fail out. We must see the glory in this season. It is not talking about it. It is a reality thing. It is with the almightiness of God. Which means in the season of the glory, there is submission of the holy cities. There is submission of territories. No begging them. John would be in the wilderness. And because it was a burning light, people would be compelled to go there. He was lit up. He was a man of importance. He gave himself to become an asset, an axe in the hands of God. The Lord would count on John. The Lord would, 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 would count on John's life to minister to the territory. The question this evening, can the Lord count on you to either support his work or to do his work? Or all you're going to participate in the move of God is to fight. And I'll make this clear, in every move of God, there are always many casualties. There will be always many people that will die. One of the things that is stopping the glory of the Lord housing the church is competition. And the scripture is clear. He that compares himself with another is not wise. Competition. I want also to be like this minister. I want also to do it like this. Why is it that the other intercessors are the one doing this? Your light is very important. Another man's light is very important. That's what makes it a body. We are members of one another. The Lord can win with one man. The Lord can win with a few. The Lord can win with a few. Not with all of us. So if the Lord is winning, we shouldn't stand in his way. We must allow his grace to be manifested. Let's read John 5. Chapter 5. This is what the Lord said concerning John the Baptist. A light that is true, number one, but the light that is shining and burning. And by this I mean that when we become the true light, we are both shining and burning, which means a city that is set on high cannot be, can, cannot be denied. We cannot be denied in anything that we are doing for the Lord. The scripture is very clear. In the door of his power, the people will be willing. So that means when we are the light, number one, we are a site of attraction. Number two, we are site of change. And we become an expression, an embodiment of the glory of God. 
And that means we have to also pay the price to express the investment of God. John 5, 35 is what I'm going to read. 35. Okay, let me read 34. Know that the testimony that I receive is from a man, but I said the things I that you may be saved. Okay, he goes on to say, for John, he was a burning and shining lamp, and you are willing to rejoice for a while in his light, in his light. Because why? John had been light by God. He had been lit up by God. He would be spending time praying and fasting. He would give himself to the study of the word. That was the component. When you read Luke 1.8, it tells you that John stayed in the wilderness up to the door of his manifestation. He stayed there. He stayed there. And apparently the, the church is declaring things and not willing to pay the praise to those things. A church of comfort will never carry the glory of God. We have to go and embrace the way of the cross again, that the Lord has to kill every darkness in our midst, such that the light in us becomes the carrier of that entitlement, which is the glory of God. And once the light comes up, I believe some, some of us what pushes you to be up is the sun. And every time you see the sun in the morning, like, oh, I'm late to go for work. That means light is an alarm. The Lord sent us to be sons of consolation, agents of, of change, transformation. Your appearance must be the appearance of God. Your showing up must be a show up of God. Blessed is he who comes in the name of our God. That is the decree that we have. The shining and burning light. That is our desire. And you see now in Matthew 4, 16, that the people who walked in the darkness have seen a great light. This is a great light. That was the Lord himself. Was not a true light only, but a great light light. Those who dwelt in the, in the deep darkness, light has shone upon them. Why? They have come to a great light, which means that, that, that we can have many luminaries of the glory of God, but we can increase in the measure of the light that we carry. That means the more we are lit up we are going to help and minister to many. We are going to compel many. He told the servant, go to the streets and compel them to come to the house of the Lord that it may be full. If we are all going to yield ourselves to the consecration, because the glory of the Lord will never, will never, will never find its expression on living men. It is only men that have been subjected to the war of the cross, which is death, that can carry the glory of God. And light is information. Light is information. The more we increase in knowing, the knowing the Lord, the knowledge will begin to demand for they that can come for it. 
So the people who walked in the darkness have seen a great light. And this was a prophecy that Prophet Isaiah made in Isaiah 9-2. There was a great light. I've said God needs one individual who is yielded. Sometimes the Lord does minister to territories not because of many people, because of one person. And the question will be, are you going to be that person who is going to have a transformed mind? A transformed mind. The church wants to do things the way it wants, not the way the Spirit of God wants. That's the issue. Is that we want things to be done in the way we understand. If it is the things of God you want, it is Him who will make you understand them. You can't understand except He helps you. That's why here, Apostle, a mystery was made, was made known to me by the Spirit of God. Amen. Let's read another scripture. Remember, that was the Lord's testimony concerning John. I want us to have another scripture read. And that is Matthew 11, verse 7 to 9. And at the end, you're going to see how John's light was comparing people. What the church needs to authentically and truly come into is the experience of the true power of God. We are not going to compel governments. The church is a vase of God on earth. It is a vase. Yes, I know you're saying they're prophets, but they belong to the church. It is the Lord's vice on earth. Matthew 11, verse 7. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowd concerning John. What did you go into the wilderness to see? They went to the wilderness. They didn't go to, to whatever place you, that is coming to your mind. This man was in the wilderness. Now hear this. So long as the hand of God is upon a man, doesn't matter where that man is. Where, whether it's in the village, the, the hand of God will compel people to go to that place. So what do we need? Let's take up the waiting of Elijah for the hand of God to be upon us. And that's in the place of prayer. So what did you go to the wilderness? A reed shaken by wind, eight. What then did you go to see? A man dressed in a soft clothing, Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. Nine. What then did you go to see? This is the Lord posing question to these people. Did you have understanding of what you went to see? What was taking you to the cathedral? What compelled you? The Lord is, is, is a questionnaire that is giving them. What did you go to see? There is something that was pushing you to go and see. John was not even begging anyone. You just need to light yourself up. In the, it is the presence of God that lights up men. And that is comes from a deep, intimate relationship with the Spirit of God. Once you lift up and once God lifts you, no one can silence you. And no one can stop you. Once your light has come at the right thing, it makes everything beautiful at its time. What did you go to see? Yes, what are you seeing at the cathedral, O woman of God? 
What is that that you see? Are you seeing what God wants to see or for you there to see mistakes and errors? Yes, if you are seeing errors, what is the solution? Is the question. If the things must be done the other way, okay, what is your what is your protocol that you're giving? Things must be done this way. The cry this evening, can we allow God to have his way in our midst? We are not going to beg for nations. Uh, for instance, even okay, fundraising and giving money for what for God's work, we need people to remind us. No, please, that one we have to freely go. Because when the glory of the Lord comes down, the supplies are eminent. There is a great supply when the glory of the Lord comes. And I want you to understand, to believe with me, that there is great divine provision in this season. The Lord is going to finish his work that he's doing. Okay, nine. Well, what then did you go to see? A prophet. Yes. I tell you more than a prophet. These are the things that the Lord is speaking concerning John the Baptist. Okay, the, 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 what is the Lord saying concerning you? What is your existence meaning to the world of darkness? What is your existence meaning to people? You cannot tell them, people, come and pray with me, and you're fighting them. No way. It is action, the word and indeed. We must do what we are preaching. If we are, the nations are going to come to our light, we must do. Are we doers of what we are preaching? Is the church doing the messages that's preaching to the world? Are we one with the message that we are preaching? What is our message? Are we one with the message? Because for the world to come, it has to be true light, true light, not darkness. Like apparently there is a lot of fraternity with a lot of evil of the world. We are proposing, okay, it can be okay. They can come dressed like that. Okay, it is still okay. They can come saying that in whose house? This is God's house. So there are protocols and there are dynamics that govern the Lord's house. It is either the house of the Lord or the house of the devil. He was more than a prophet. And why was the Lord saying John was more than a prophet? Is that he, one, understood the mandate that was given to him. He executed the mandate. More than a prophet. Is there any prophecy that he gave? Was he calling people's names? Never. Was he busy telling people, as you come to the wilderness, oh, your number is this. This is a dimension of the prophetic, whereby you manifest what the Lord has spoken to you. The season that the church is in is a season of manifesting what the Lord has given it. The Lord's church or the church of Christ is an apostolic church with a prophet. And it's a prophetic church with an apostolic mandate. We have to understand there is a message, which means we must understand our message as a church. We must understand, the church must understand the commission, go to the world and make disciples in all nations.
That's our mandate. It's a corporate mandate. If we are going to do that, let's be faithful in our message. We'll be, the nations will come to our light and let us be true to our message. One, let's be right messengers. Number two, let's stand for our message. Number three, let's walk in our message. If there is any message that has been given to us, let's make sure we work. Sometimes the Lord is waiting for when we are transformed, that people will be transformed. Is waiting for when there can be true manifestation, transformation. The Lord is looking forward when we become the transformation. So where is the John was in the wilderness here now? That the Lord can minister to a nation using one man. John the Baptist in Matthew 3 verse 5. So he was in the wilderness see now. Then Judea. I mean, then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the religion about Jordan were going to him. Was, he didn't bring ambus. There were no posters. We have to seek the glory seriously. There were no posters. Oh, prophet, prophet John in the wilderness brought number this. That was not. Is that a man was lit. All they were going to him. And in verse 6, they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sin. In the day of your power, the people are going to be willing. Not in the, in the day of God's power. Yes, it is two contexts. In the day of his power, the people will be willing. But in the day of your power, the people will be willing. There is a people the Lord is saying us to minister to, but is waiting for when we'll be transformed. All of us. But see, even to the Pharisees, in verse 7, but when he saw men of the Pharisees, Sadducees, coming to his baptism, he said to them, look at all these types of people coming. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, they are against the word. Hear this prophecy, oh God. And hear this prophecy that the Lord is giving us this evening, that the nations will come to our light, oh cathedral. The nations will come, but we must do what is part of us. John was lit up. Will you, will you avail yourself before the Lord to work on you? Many, even the Pharisees that are against what the Lord is doing. In the move of God, check your side and define it. Because when you are against the move of God, you are going to be a casualty. God will not stop what he's doing because you are speaking much. He, he will not stop. He's not a respecter of man. I said this because the church is departing from truth. We, we are deviating our message to fit the world. No. Our message must stand. So he told them, you brood of vapors. Who want you of the wrath of the Lord? And they kept coming. You children of snakes. And they were coming, they were going. What was pushing them? The light was drawing nations. He was drawing nations. Even when he was abusing them, they were coming. They were coming. They were coming. There is authority that comes with the Lord's work, and that's the glory. Yes, you may say that was John only. No, it is not John only. See what happened to Paul. To Paul. And with Paul, I'm going to read 
There was a mandate that was given to Paul. And that mandate, if you read Acts 9, you understand the mandate that was given to Paul in Acts 26, 16. Down there, you see that when Paul was presented to Dariopogas to defend what he was doing, he started to say he was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. But this was the message that the Lord given gave to him in 18, maybe we'd read 18. And the Lord explained why he had appeared to Paul. He told him, I've appeared to you on this course to make you a minister and a witness to the things that you have seen. But let me read 18, English Standard Version. As I come to conclusion, this is what he says in verse 16. This is when he was being commissioned and he gave himself to the process. But 18, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light from the power of set of the power of Satan to God, they may receive forgiveness of sin and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And I tell you, Paul was defending his message. He was that day they were positioning him in the Supreme Court. Why you doing this? He gave the defense. Now look at what happened in Acts 13:44, after he had been commissioned by the brethren that day. Acts 13, 44. The next day, Sabbath, almost the whole city, the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. The whole, the whole city. The whole Uganda gathered to hear the word. Not a politician. But gathered to a man that was lit. I want to tell us that this evening, the Lord is is he wants to light men. He wants to come up with vigorous men. An entire army that is not going to, to compromise. You saw what Elijah, Elijah did, Prophet Elijah, in First Kings 18.40. He led the entire Israel, the entire nation, into a revival. One by one man, the Lord sparked a revolution. One man. The Lord spark a revolution. Is the Lord going to spark a revolution because of that? I've said this point which I've been on throughout is that when the glory comes, we'll see the revival of territories. So there is submission of cities and territories to the move of God. There is a submission. If Uganda will come to our knees, it is scriptural. And Isaiah and Micah gave that prophecy. Micah gave that prophecy in Micah chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. And Isaiah gave the same prophecy in chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. But some as you're reading verse 2 in Isaiah's prophecy, says then, they will say, let us go to the house of Jacob that may teach us the law of the Lord. That in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be lifted above every other mountain. The Lord will want us to become they that he will use. There is that song we'll be singing and said, Carry your candle, come into darkness. Carry your candle. There is in every soul. Some others are burning, some others cold. 
but there is a spirit who brings the fire and leads up the candle. The spirit of the Lord is already moving. And that is mean that the Lord is dispensing his grace. So in conclusion, what are some of the things that help us to be lit up? Is number one, it is sustaining spiritual intensity. Spiritual intensity, spiritual fervency, vibrancy, whereby we are we are alive spiritually. And you see that is Paul's Paul's message to us in Romans. Romans, okay, let me read there. Romans 12 is one of his, his message that he gave us in Romans, sorry, at Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 9. Let love be genuine. Above what is evil, hold fast what is good. Love one another with a brother love. How to do one another with showing honor. Do not be slothful in sin, but be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Be alive spiritually. Be alive. Let your intimacy with God get rich. If, if, if the intimacy with the spirit of God is going to become rich with the Christians of others, we are not going to fall in the hands of false prophets because we know who discern what is right. So let's check our intimacy. Let's become spiritually alive. And we cannot let do this if we continually give ourselves to prayers, fastings, the studying of the word, and practicing our message like the Lord has told us. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Your word is light to us. And your word brings light and understanding to the simple. Let that be a performance of this word. Let that be a performance. There is a witness that as per this service and this session, the hand of God is resting on men. That he will prepare you to become the shining and burning light, that your presence will not be denied, that your presence, the Lord will minister to a people, that through this cathedral, the Lord will revive the nations. Let the hand of God Lord, become stronger on every man and woman. Let the gifts be found up. Let that be a great commissioning that the thirst and anger for the things of the Lord returns to the church. Will not turn left or right because the curse of the Lord will be upon our tabernacle. Will not lose it nowadays. My Lord will come at your feet and thank you day by day because you have supplied your masses. Let that be a fresh baptism, a fresh thirst, and a fresh anger. And let light be real. Light has appeared. Darkness disappear. Light it appear, darkness disappear, same to wherever you are. May the Lord make your light there. May the Lord make your light. The Lord make your light. The Lord make your light. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are prayed. Amen. Amen.